Why, hello there. I just want to take a quick moment to thank Alexander Mercury, Cyber Lady Z, and C. Uh, thank you so heckin' much for supporting us over on patreon.com slash mushroomstation. Enjoy the episode. Uh, bye-bye. <laughs> You're about to witness a music podcast most foul. What you're about to hear is likely not safe for work. But if you're unperturbed by coarse language and sensitive content, you'll find yourself wrapped up in a world of music and mystery, the likes of which you've never heard before. Why don't you walk through the door and play our devious little game? to Artificial Ghost Radio, and, oh no, the show has been abducted by aliens! My name is Jupiter Morningstar. The aliens, uh, aliens traditionally make ghost noises. That's like a tractor beam noise. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, sure, sure, yeah. Because anyway. of the abduct, I'm Joe Langlois, and I don't know how to make alien noises. I have very few weaknesses, but that's one. Please exploit it to your will. Yes. Yes. It's Art Ghost, baby. And this is a theme. Uh, well, Joe, you want to introduce the theme on this one and who it was uh, suggested oh, by? Oh, sure, sure, sure. I, I think that it's time for you and I to discuss alien music and aliens. Are they out there? You know, maybe are, are we alone so, in this universe? Uh, probably not. I'm a little dubious on if if if, if aliens have ever visited, but I yeah. I have my own thoughts on that. Do you think Jesus was on Mars or whatever? Sorry, what? Do you remember that there was like a no. picture from Mars and it looked like Jesus's face because everything looks like Jesus's face. I do remember that there was a picture of a of a face on Mars, and I mostly remember this because. There's an X-Files episode about it. Yeah. They don't mention it looking like Jesus. Really, oh, that episode is I just I might be about... mixing it up with the toast. Um, this, my... Yeah, this... famous... it is such a common mistake <laughs> to mix the planet Mars with a piece of toast. Anything could happen. They're both burned, Jupiter. This week's theme was suggested by our Discord user, Sunglasses Frog. Thank you so much, Sunglasses Frog. Thank you. Thank you. Um... I, let's let's keep talking about aliens a little bit because I I'm curious. Yeah. Well, it's not really that I'm curious. It's more that I just want an opportunity to talk about my theory on aliens. Please, yeah, 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 um, absolutely. Let me, let me. I'll be honest. Uh, so you may have heard this before, but I, <laughs> do I really want to come out the gates with this? Um, okay. Yes. I, you're the one. You're the one who fucking put the goddamn key into the into the ignition. I picked alien music because I wanted to say this. And listen, 
as a forewarning, this is a joke, probably. <laughs> um, uh-huh. So it's about fish. Fish are not fish are not aliens, or they are aliens to us. All fish. Um, reason being, Earth is a fish planet. It is almost entirely water. It's yeah. for fish. Alien human beings crash landed here, and I do know that this fits in with the okay. Pokemon theory. That is a coincidence. Um, <laughs> it's well, watch, watch our YouTube streams. It's it's true. Uh, human beings or primates in general are are some kind of alien creature that has crash landed on Earth many eons ago. Um, I mean, isn't it isn't it a pretty uh, uh, somewhat substantiated theory that uh, that like the Earth got all of the shit that it needed to to make life when the moon crashed into it? Am I making that up? I don't know. I see that here's the other thing is like I can go ahead and talk about this for a long time, but I actually don't know anything about um like pretty much any celestial stuff. Uh, I... quick quick Jupiter, which which planet has the moon Titan? Oh fuck you. I don't know. Me neither. Like, <laughs> like okay, I know that my name is literally a planet, and I know that. <laughs> But I don't know jack shit about space stuff. I really don't. I, I, yeah. I know some things here and there, but, like, space was never an obsession for me. The reason why I'm named Jupiter is because of the goddamn character from Pokemon Gen 4. <laughs> okay? So, I, it's not even the Sailor Scout, although she <laughs> is the best one. So... I don't. I don't really know jack shit either. I just pick up things here and there, and I. I did watch a lot of like quirky, fun, science is awesome content. Yeah. Uh, you know, fucking Vsauce and whatever. Like, fuck yeah, I love science, or I fucking love yeah, science. Shit like that. Shit like that. Shit like that. So I. I, I did get exposed to a lot of that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of that. That learning bullshit that I just did not really retain. Outside of a general vibe of the universe, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, I might as well get out front here uh, and talk about my my sort of alien feelings. First off, let's go ahead. We can we can get get out. And, uh, uh, I feel like both very firmly take a, a very strong stance against this. That the whole ancient aliens bullshit is a complete. Oh, yeah. That's such horseshit. That's nothing. That's nothing. Oh no, there are multiple pyramids in the world. It's almost like that's the most efficient way to stack rocks. I don't know. <laughs> like, I do want to beat up everyone on Ancient Aliens. Uh, that fucking show sucks. Oh, I didn't even know it was a show. I I just thought you were talking about like the general like theory or idea that. I mean, both, both. Yeah. Frankly, um, my sort of stance on aliens is that I do not think, if I have to make a a stance here, I do not think that aliens have ever visited Earth. Mm -hmm. However, I do think that there are probably fucking aliens out there. Yeah. Like, like, maybe not any within reach of Earth, Mm -hmm. but they're out there. Yeah. There are other planets that have, you know, some sort of developed life on there. Yeah. They got slugs. I'm sure of it. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know, as far as, it, like, 
as far as it goes, I don't think that anyone in the universe yet has developed the advanced enough technology for that kind of interspatial, uh, inter I guess, uh, travel. Right. Um, or they have, and it's they're long gone. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, frankly, I'm not even sure that that kind of technology is possible. And frankly, I am a little bit... I, I think that human beings are maybe getting a little bit overzealous about pushing technology oh, really far. Absolutely. 100%. But, yeah. um... Oh, I don't want to get the vaccine because Bill Gates is going to put a microchip in my blood. Oh, Elon Musk wants to put a microchip in my brain. What? My hero! Same people. <laughs> it's the same people, and they don't make any goddamn sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like this, the whole, like... I mean, get your fucking vaccine, but also, it's more complicated than that. Anyway, I don't... I'm not going to go on that well, whole thing. Well, for sure, for sure. More like, hey, U.S. companies stop fucking needlessly hoarding vaccine technology when everyone around the world is capable of making it, mm -hmm. but copy, like trademark law prevents them from doing mm -hmm. it because the way diseases travel, even if a developed country, developed in quotes, is fully vaccinated, uh, but another country that is being oppressed isn't, the virus will continue to spread around the planet and won't matter anyway. Not that the well-being of fucking rich countries should be the motivation for not fucking over the global south, but you know what I mean? This is what I'm saying when I'm saying it's more complicated than that, but we don't need to get into it. Yeah, my, that, I was kind of, Jupiter, please. <laughs> I was kind of uh, alluding more to, like, early days of when the vaccine was available. and No, for sure. For and sure. the point is that, like, if you don't trust the government, I don't blame you. I don't either. Yeah, no, absolutely not. No, like, yeah. But that's, like, there are there are more factors. And my, my, whole, my whole point in bringing that up was that uh, Elon Musk is a fucking rat. Oh, yeah, no. He needs to be shot at the sun. <laughs> I fucking hate that guy so goddamn much. Um, this is a wild start to an Arcoast episode. Uh, I, but then again, when isn't it? Um, but yeah, uh, uh, I don't, I don't personally, actually, on that note, it actually does tie in because you know how the, uh, the army keeps releasing UFO sightings? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't pay attention to shit. <laughs> I mean, fair enough, fair enough. But uh, uh, the the U.S. military has, like, very consistently over the last several years, like, after spending uh, years and years and years being like, there are definitely no UFOs, and also uh, it is shameful to even acknowledge that as a topic of conversation, to all of the sudden releasing unaccounted for footage by like caught by like drones and shit. Yeah. Um, and, uh, that adds a lot of fuel to the fire over the UFO debate. I still maintain that. I don't think that aliens have visited earth. No. And honestly, I'm pretty sure that the U S government just releases those fucking videos as a like, propaganda tool to make the military seem more useful than yeah. it is and well beyond that like e even if they're even if they're being completely true and they just want to share the facts right am i to understand that because the u.s government and U u.s military can't identify something in a photo then that means it's aliens yeah i mean the one of the videos like shows basically a shadow 
moving at ridiculous speeds mm-hmm. on a like a camera attached like a jet or something. But even if that is completely legit, the jet would need to be about that fast in order to capture the thing. You yeah. know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, we're getting into a whole well of thought, but this is my whole thing about about aliens, is that this could lead into a whole other topic of conversation for me, which is that the way that we talk about conspiracy theory is pretty fucked um, in, in, a, in a very complicated way. But also, unfortunately, a lot of conspiracy theory is, even when it comes from a genuine place of, like, questioning the government and their actions and, like, things that could, that could be considered or lead to, like, real political dissent, then you get people who drag people even deeper and flip them around into, like, fascist bullshit because... All conspiracy starts reasonable, and then the further people go, the more anti-Semitic it gets. Yep. And yeah, because there's—I mean—it's a very provable thing that people who are who believe a conspiracy end up being more likely to believe more. And it is that is a field where it is near impossible to separate the the wheat from the chaff. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there there are plenty of obvious examples of things that are bullshit, but then there are other fringe cases where it's like I don't know. And there are also a lot of conspiracy theories that have to do with anti-Semitism. Oh yeah, no, it it's it's like it it all leads to anti-Semitic bullshit eventually, but. People don't start there. And also, like, people will start asking the kinds of questions that can either lead to genuine, like, leftist exploration Mm -hmm. and, like, waking up to shit, or it can lead deeper down the rabbit hole into uh, fucking QAnon. Right. And... I think the thing about it is that people will approach these sorts of questions in different ways, but the way that shame works in, like, our culture, uh, uh, people starting at, like, questions about aliens are going to be more likely to get thrown into the, the deep bullshit conspiracy well because people on the other side are not going to be willing to hear them out. Sure. And, like, let's just be real, believing in aliens is not the fucking weirdest thing and not the biggest concern, you know? like. But you you make a good point. Like, culturally, it has been. It has been one of the weirdest things that you could do. And, to your point, we both felt the need to start this episode off by saying, we're joking, we're joking! Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's like, a, a very real thing of, like, you start out with these, these, like, frankly, pretty fucking innocuous things, and then people down the rabbit hole who, frankly, want to just cause people harm will throw those people deeper into misinformation. Um, and it's pretty fucking predatory. I, I think that's something that isn't talked about a lot, is that, like, the way that conspiracy as a, like, method of, like, politics... yeah is really, really predatory towards a lot of, like, people who need support but aren't given it. Yeah. Namely, fucking people with mental illnesses and disabilities. 
And like, I don't know, like it's, it's a whole fucking conversation. And eventually like, I want to make, of course I can't stop doing things. I, I want to eventually start making video essays because I can't fucking stop myself from doing stuff. And I really want to, to make my first video about like exactly this because All right. uh, I, I, I really do think that the way we talk to and about truthers is not helping anybody. So, yeah, I think, uh, it was the philosophy tube video mm-hmm. on, I think it was on vaccines or yeah. something to that effect, but it's, it's kind of related to what you're talking about. And definitely one of the most, uh, compassionate takes that I've seen and sorely needed. Yeah, absolutely. That, that video, uh, it is about vaccines, about like people, the, the, the genuine reasons why people in the West have decided to not get the vaccine um right. and uh uh even though from from my side of things i don't agree with those positions i can totally empathize and understand them right uh and we are very quick to demonize yeah individuals yeah for systemic problems yeah here here so, yeah. so that's enough of that we're not going to talk about conspiracies anymore. Now we're only talking about aliens, which are not yes. a conspiracy. Which are not a conspiracy. There are slugs out there. There are slugs out there, and there are people here. And we don't belong here. It's obvious. Nobody's yeah. ever seen the bottom of the ocean or how much of there there is. <laughs> how deep does it go? You how imagine deep? the world like it's a sphere, but it's more like a cracked open bowling ball. If you take away all the water, there's like a – you could get to the core – from the fucking ocean. That doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense. Mm-hmm. There are fish down there that never see the sun. They don't need the sun. They live down in the water. There are fish down there that if you bring them up, they melt. Like, yeah. What the fuck is that? <laughs> what the fuck is that? That's, that's an alien. Anyway. That's Yeah. Anyway. My song anyway. is sort of related to my whole fish thing, but not really. Um, and it's, I don't know. I guess it's kind of a lukewarm pick but i'm excited to listen to it with you the song is called earth intruders by bjork oh a bjork song yeah i have not listened to a lot of bjork uh, ever in my life <laughs> uh bjork was one of my sister's favies and i've listened to a couple of albums um like you know they've been in my rotation or whatever and this is one of them uh volta came out in 2007 and earth intruders is the first track so Why don't we give it a little listen, and I am going to make you listen to the whole thing. That'll make sense in a moment. Okay. Um, And then we can talk about it. All right. Fuck it up. Let's go. Let's go. See what you were saying about listening to the whole thing. Yeah. And I 
really enjoyed it, honestly. I, I really uh, did. I look, Bjork is uh, the uh, kind of the blueprint blueprint for uh, weird white girls everywhere. Yeah, for sure. Uh, she like honestly like this is one of the again like I said I haven't listened to that much of Bjork but this song is very like I don't know it it's very much in the in the DNA of a lot of the music that I listen to yeah and I I I just I just think it's very good I I think it's very good I also love any song just bold enough to end with like two minutes of tugboat noises. <laughs> Tugboat noises that like evolve into their own music. <laughs> yeah, in a in a way, yeah, absolutely. It's it's a it's it's a whole fucking thing. It's a whole fucking thing. I I like it. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I I love the song. I sometimes when I was listening to this album before, I would skip through the boats. But honestly, I like the boats. I like how weird it is and. Like, the first four and a half minutes of the song is just, like, this constant march. This this high octane, the the drumbeat. It's so crazy. It's not, yeah. It's like it's like Mad Max shit. And then to end it off with the, you know, you got seagulls chirping. You hear, like, bells and stuff. Like, it, you just see a foggy dock harbor in the morning and, and boats just sitting there yelling at each other. Yeah, yeah. It, it it reminds me a lot of the uh, Otoboke Beaver song that just features. I believe it's them, but it features uh, about two or maybe three minutes of swamp noises just at the start of the song. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good. very good. It's good shit. It's good um, shit. I picked the song because it's called Earth Intruders. It's ostensibly about aliens coming to like. To, uh, to to declare war on Earth, and you hear a lot of lyrics about war. I've never read the lyrics before. I've just like picked up snippets, like the one part of the and the beast with many heads and the arms rolling, steamroller. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. always sticks out. And like it's just like the 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 thing with Bjork is if you don't look at the lyrics, and even if you do, honestly, all you really get are is impressions of feelings. Um, yeah, the the lyrics literally don't mean a lot they just kind of sound good they 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 approximate the feeling that she's going for the pre-chorus is mud grave mud graves timber morbid trenches that's not it, it just gives you impressions it's it's not like saying something specifically yeah. i don't even know if this is from the perspective of the aliens or the people like on earth defending, or if it's even aliens invading earth, but yeah, um, I, I, I think there is something very interesting of like, I, I could also read the song as uh human beings in invading a different planet. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Intruders from earth. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I can, yeah. See, I can see that too. Cause you hear like the stomping marching boots at, at the beginning. Yeah. Of the song yeah, too. Yeah. Actually, I kind of like that read better, to be yeah, honest. I do too, honestly. Yeah, I, I mean, like the uh, the sort of vibes forward approach that Bjork has with her lyrics, uh, which I do really appreciate, and I do also think, like, even though uh, uh, her general presence, like, she's not 
trying to be alien-esque, right? No. But she is definitely trying to be weird. Yeah. And, like, otherworldly in a sense. Yeah. Or at least, like, embracing being othered. Yeah. But, like, that vibes forward writing style really works with yeah. a, with an, a song about aliens, whether it's from the perspective of humans or the aliens. Or human aliens. Jupiter, you brought it back around. Uh, yeah, that was an intentional thing I did. No, because my thing, that humans are aliens on Earth. No, I... No, I remember. <laughs> no, Jupiter, you don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like... Like, because if we're thinking about, like, this as being an alien invasion, you know, no matter which direction it's going, that sort of thing, I mean, it's literally globe spanning, you know, like, how are you supposed to, like, if you're trying to properly encapsulate that, how are you supposed to do it with a distinct perspective character, you know what yeah. I mean? I mean, look, at the very fact that this song is never an I, it is always a we. We. We are the Earth Intruders. Yeah. And if if I were to try to nail down the feelings that this song gets across, it is, it's war. It's about war. Like, the feeling for the most of the song is uh, that vigor, that, like, battle spirit kind of deal. Like, I remember... At now I'm remembering. I used to skip the boats because I used to listen to the song when I was running. This is a mm, good running song. That makes sense. The other thing that you get in the lyrics more so is uh, is pain. Is, is specifically the earth in pain um, mm-hmm. and all of the all of the horror that comes along with with war and intrusion. Yeah, I mean the 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 inherent violence and disruption of that. I, I think honestly, like the reason why I enjoy the read of this song being from the perspective of humans invading another planet rather than the other way around is that like a that unfortunately kind of fits in with the yeah with the narrative that hum- humanity kind of has going right now once again yeah can and will dunk Elon Musk into a toilet. but also just because like i don't know like i i kind of enjoy in a weird way like well because i am always going to relate more with the monster in the story yeah than i am with the humans you know what i mean like i am always gonna relate to the sense of ostracizing and otherness and fear that comes from yeah i mean you know that thing of like when getting into a, like a wild animal situation people will say well they're more scared of you than you are of them yeah and people will always take that and be like i don't know i'm pretty fucking scared <laughs> right. but honestly like like if we're thinking about like a a human and a bear right the bear is more powerful objectively than a human but which one has done more damage to the other yeah so like I am always going to uh, empathize way more with the monster in the story for that very sort of reason. Yeah. And so the story of an alien invasion isn't really a story that is that affecting for me because I'm always going to be like, well, we probably deserve it. You know, I don't think 
the more I'm looking at this, the more I'm thinking about it and like what we've been discussing. I, I, I don't think it's even about humans invading like other planets. It's when she says we are the earth intruders, she means that we are intruding other parts of earth um, and, mm. and other parts of earth. Like humanity is fighting each other and destroying yeah. the earth in the, in the process. The, the monster in this song is the earth. And there are little asides where they apologize to the earth, but then get right back to it. And one of my, one of the most interesting little sections here is this propagandizing um, and like, like feeding the war effort. Uh, basically mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's grinding skeptics into the soil shower of goodness coming to end the doubt pouring over shower of goodness coming to end. And it's just like this, you, like I'm, you, you, I imagine like a sci-fi like emperor guy, like being like, don't even worry about it. But maybe I've been playing a lot of sci-fi games lately. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But like, don't even worry about it. We're going to, everything's going to be great when we're done. Not even considering the fact that the thing that they're doing, the thing that they're trying to achieve is a fail state. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. Like, like, you know, you, you hear, you hear people will will make the argument about things all the time saying the outcome will be worth more than the cost of that it took to get what's that fucking phrase uh the ends don't justify the means i guess so but like people people will make the opposite argument i guess that the ends do justify the right, means right 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 um but like the cost of achieving achieving whatever nebulous goal that that uh, like whatever authority is trying to achieve is still gonna fucking hurt mm-hmm. and if we're trying to reduce the amount of hurt in the world then we should not be doing that shit you know yeah um anywho this is that was my song and uh it was about aliens in some way or another it's about aliens because it's about humans and right, the humans exactly. are the aliens. The humans See? are aliens, exactly. See? I'm on your side, Joe. I that was think, a good pick. I gotta say, I was gonna get to this later, but I think that last week when you uh, cheated the wheel, it agreed, but it did deal some, per- like, my max psychic HP has been lowered. Y- your? Yeah. Me. Your max? Yeah. Why Why wasn't the Why wasn't the affliction towards me? Because... I'm the one who did the crime. I, I, I don't question the wheel. I don't question the wheel. I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe I just get like, you know, maybe I'm like the favorite child because I've been here longer. I would guess it's because it wants to teach you a lesson that other people may need to deal with the consequences of your actions. But you oh, seem it's, pretty nonplussed it's... by the fact that I've lost <laughs> permanent psychic HP. <laughs> Anyway, uh, my song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Joe, don't look at me like that. <laughs> we don't have video on, but you can feel my eyes. That's good. I can, I can feel them. I can feel the gaze that you're bearing into my skull. <laughs> okay, I'm going to talk about my song now. So, in 1977, on the Voyager spacecraft, a time capsule was thrown out into Earth, or into yeah, space. Yeah, I was considering going this route. Go on. It is called the Voyager Golden Records, and it is two phonograph records and some other stuff, too, including a bunch of 
pictures of things on Earth and a recording of a child greeting greeting aliens. (laughs) A message from the children of the Earth, it says. Uh, some di- scientific diagrams of human beings and also Earth and, you know, some stuff like that. But I think most interestingly, on the record, was a collection of music uh, from around the world. And that really fascinates me. Yeah. And you can make the argument that this whole thing was just some publicity stunt. In the yeah. same way that the space race kind of just was, like... Yeah. But on the other hand, I, I think it's both. It is both a publicity tool and also a genuine and heartfelt message from the people who are working at NASA. Yeah. Who put this together oh, yeah. because they cared about it. Yeah. And care about humanity. And... There are a lot of very interesting and messy and very human questions to answer about, to ask rather, about this whole thing. Like, how do we know that aliens have record players? Right. (laughs) You know, I find it fascinating and kind of just adorable. And I think human beings in general are pretty cute, like just an adorable species, Mm -hmm. you know? At their when they want to be. I think that humans are by their base nature good. It is the <laughs> systems that we live in that turn us towards hurting others. Mm-hmm. But but humans are not at a base level like that. And I, and I believe that with my whole fucking heart. But I suppose the question is, will this ever be found? Will any alien species know what to do with it? And if they did... What would their response be? And so my answer is that if they were going to send a record back, I bet it would sound a little something like The Strange Love by (laughs) Bitplane. Very good. Thank you. I thought that was nice. Yeah. So Bitplane. There's not a lot known about them that I could find because Bitplane is a Japanese-based musician band unclear on on their bandcamp page they're listed as being from antarctica which okay. i think is fun yeah so i went on a little bit of a journey with this and i want to run through some of it before we get into the song itself so i learned about bitplane from just scrolling down bandcamp I think something that, like, Bandcamp really has to offer as a platform uh, uh, above other music platforms is that I think it does a way better job of sorting by genre Mm -hmm. than any other music platform. And to a certain extent, like, I get why other other platforms don't, uh, because genre is a kind of messy, mixed-up thing, but... Mm -hmm. On the other hand, if you're interested in music from a particular subculture, there is no better way to find it, in my opinion. So I was scrolling down the Vocaloid tag nice. on Bandcamp because I figured 
that that only makes sense that if an alien was gonna make a song for an Earth audience, yeah, they would do it in a in Vocaloid, yeah. Because you know you always have those fucking stories where like you know you you have some sort of like translator thing, and they always make it basically magic, yeah. You know, but like I really like the idea of. Aliens having, like, us all having to use translation software mm-hmm. and making Vocaloid mu- and speaking through those, like, robotic voices and as a tool for aliens to make music for Earthlings, I think is adorable as fuck. So I found this album and I did <laughs> some digging. Uh, so here we go. Bitplane has been around since, like, 2006. They have uh, nine albums, and a lot of them, five of them, in fact, are Alice albums. Uh, We have um, Alice, Through the Looking Glass and What She Found There, a tribute to Queen 2. We have Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. We have The Secret of Alice. (laughs) Uh, there's a lot of Alice albums. Yeah. Uh, Bitplane started in 2006. Like I said, they released their first album, Eastern Fairy Tale, at a Japanese Toho convention. Uh, I I don't know much about the event, but it's a it's a Toho convention. Do you mm. know what Toho is? Just no. that game. It's the shoot fucking shoot 'em up game. Okay. Very popular in Japan. Basically made by one guy. Uh, and it is big enough. To have multiple conventions and a ginormous fandom of people. Toho is huge. And one of the huge things about it is the music. People fucking love the Toho music, and for good reason, it's because it fucking slaps. Uh, Shoot-em-up games have a a fucking heart-pumping music by design. Because they want to keep you on tempo. They want to keep your heart pumping. And as far as I can tell... Uh, I did a lot of digging on different websites uh, to find out, like, b- the basic information about Bitplane, because there's, like, nothing uh, uh, on the, like, English internet. Uh, but three of their first four albums are uh, arrangements of Toho tracks. So not fully original pieces. These are basically, in a way, remakes of Toho songs, but with unique elements to them. Uh, Toho is is deeply in Bitplane's blood. Uh, and uh, as far as I can tell, at least their first four albums were released at those, at different Toho conventions. So I want to talk more about Bitplane's music, just sort of generally, but I want to make something clear. There are so many Alice albums, and I sort of buried the lead on this, but Alice is a Toho character. Oh, okay. I uh, You were saying Alice albums, and then you started talking about Alice in Wonderland stuff, and I was like, oh, okay. At first I was like, is that the name of a specific Vocaloid that I'm not familiar with? Uh, no. no. So I was wrong twice, Yeah, and you told me the right answer. Yeah, I, I, I think, honestly, I'm not 100% sure, because most of their albums, I think this album that I'm about to talk about is the only one that actually uses Vocaloid. Mm-hmm. So this album is called Magical Idol Strange Love, the original motion picture soundtrack. This is the only album by Bitplane that is 
completely an original concept. Okay. As far as I can tell. That said, I've done a lot of lead up because I'm really, really interested in bit playing as a musician, but I think I've buried the lead on the on this song uh, maybe a little too much. So let's give it a listen. I want to listen yeah. to "The Strange Love" by Bitplane off of Magical Idol "Strange Love," the original motion picture soundtrack. So let's give it a little listen, shall we? Let's do that. That's a nice little vibe. Yeah. And I think it's very, very perfect for the, the story that you wove about this being the song that gets returned, especially with the beginning of it opening with like a needle on a record I kind know, of noise. Right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Can I tell you? Can I tell you something? Sure. I wasn't originally going to go with that song, and I came up with that story about 15 minutes before we started recording. <laughs> uh, originally, I was going to go with the same album, but originally I was going to go with uh, the song right before this one in the track list uh, called Alien Love. Mm. However... A more on the nose, like me. Yeah. However, I could not get this song out of my soul. Yeah. And no, it's good. And it's it's just so fucking good. And oh, I'm, oh, am I about to sneeze? Am I about to sneeze? No. We'll see. The beast lurks. <laughs> I I I really I feel like I have done a good job on selling why this is a perfect pick for this. It's great alien music. It, I mean, the, the album art on its own just is like depicts space and otherworldly celestial beings. And yeah, like I, it's, it's very, it's very space noise music mm -hmm. on top of everything else that you said about it. Yeah. I, I really like that's when I was searching down the Vocaloid list, I was specifically looking for anything that gave off a spacey vibe. Yeah. And Wow, did I find the perfect album for that. So I want to talk a, a, a little bit more about Bitplane sort of generally here, because they're, they're a really interesting musician, starting out with Toho Arrangements for the first three albums, and then their fourth album, uh, Alice Adventures in Wonderland, in 2012, was their first one that was, to my knowledge, completely original tracks. Yeah. And, you know, it makes sense to to start off with such a clear inspiration point, make arrangements, yeah. you know, learn your craft. Yeah, basically start off as a, as a cover band, you know? <laughs> like... Yeah, so, sort of, sort of, yeah, absolutely. 
And I listened to a, a, a bit of the of that album. I, I haven't listened to it all yet, but it's it's really good. It's it's genuinely really good. It's a it's a big step up from the arrangements. They're the arrangements are pleasant, mm-hmm. but their original stuff is a is a huge step up for me. It's it's very I don't know. It's just very good. Um, I do, I do want to share a little side note. Uh, uh, and this is the first time also that I have done an Arcos episode, maybe ever, with an extensive list of notes. So if, <laughs> so if I sound a little bit more stilted, it's because I don't know how to sound completely improvisational with with a whole thing of notes. <laughs> so. Magical Idol, Idol, Strange Love, the original motion picture soundtrack. What do you immediately think of when you... What, what's your immediate vibe off of that title? The title of the album? Yeah. A, a movie. I mean, like, the original motion picture soundtrack. It makes me think of... Um, there's another really cool concept album by Anamanaguchi. I think it's called uh-huh. Capsule Silence 24. I think they actually have two. It's 24 and 25. And it's supposed to be, like the soundtrack to a video game that doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, and well, it does exist because when they originally released one of those albums, they also, they released it as a video game where you had to like travel through this little 3d space and do little tasks to unlock the songs. Interesting. It was very silly. Um, but yeah, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like concept albums in general are like, they're obviously hit or miss. But I feel like a lot of people don't really give them the time of day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am kind of the opposite. I, I love to be taken on. A, a, I love it when I don't know. It's more like it's like I would rather watch a movie than watch a random episode of Seinfeld or whatever. Yeah. You know, no, a hundred percent. Seeing how the whole or, or a season of television, I guess, seeing how each of the parts interact with each other and tell a whole story while also being their own discrete things. It's it's immensely satisfying to me. And yeah. I will, hearing this song, I do want to listen to the whole album. Mm-hmm. So uh, and this is maybe my fault because I didn't set it up in, in quite the quite the right way to lead you in this direction. But you were at no point fooled that it could have been an actual soundtrack. Oh, like to an actual movie? Yeah. Mm, no, but probably only because I already knew about that trick from uh, from Anamanaguchi, and also because I think you mentioned that it was like a a concept album on on a I don't know I just understood it to be its own thing. Just it's it's a it's a soundtrack for a movie that doesn't exist. Yeah, that's totally fair. The reason why I went on my whole research thing and found out all of this information about Bitplane. Is you were looking because, for the movie? Is because I was originally looking for the movie. <laughs> and I and then I was just like, okay, so what the fuck is the deal with Bitplane anyway? And then I found out all this information. Uh, and I really did kind of have to dig around. You know, I I, I didn't want to dig in too deep. I could, I could have gone deeper. I just didn't want to get into, like, personal information. Just, like, context for these albums. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I I did for a minute think that this could be a legit soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, because, like, a, a thing that it does, which I think is really interesting, is that it even gives audio for fake production company logos. Yeah. Which I think is fantastic. Like, narration. Like, 
I don't know. I think it it does a really good job, a really good job of being like a very immersive concept album, while also being just a r- really good album. Yeah, I I think that it I think that it does a, a really fantastic job of of what it's doing. I think that Bitplane is pretty fantastic, honestly, and like this being the only. Uh, the only album that they have put out so far that is not based on something that is, or rather that is only based off of an, uh, an original concept Mm -hmm. and not Toho or Alice in Wonderland, but a completely original concept. And I don't mean to put that in such a way to disparage the other albums, because those albums are really good also. Uh, the, the latest one, which I think was 2018, so Bitplane hasn't really been active in a minute, but uh, the most recent album, Alice Through the Looking Glass and What She Found There, a tribute to Queen 2, I've listened to a very good chunk of that album, and it kicks ass. Hell it's yeah. Re- it's really good. It's a definitely, like, you know, Strange Love is more... Obviously spacey and a little bit more atmospheric and, you know, but also like has vocals yeah. that the other albums just like, as far as I can tell, don't. So it's, it's so unique, but also you listen to Bitplane's other shit and it's just like, oh, wow, you're just really good at making music, huh? <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Like I, I'm just like, I'm, I'm so glad that I found Bitplane like I am super super fascinated by their work and I I think that they're doing a great job and I'm just I'm just like basking in the fact that I could not have found this musician without this theme in particular and specifically constricting myself to find a, a, an artist on bandcamp specifically yeah uh, so I'm just I'm just pleased as punch yeah this this was an excellent find and i see that the physical cd is only 13 dollars, and i am considering purchasing it Ooh, yeah uh, because yeah, maybe, it looks maybe. so fucking cool and i would yeah. love to have it <laughs> honestly honestly yeah i i would i would love to have it too uh but uh but yeah i also um am making it a point with every Bandcamp artist that I feature on this show, I'm making it a point to to buy the album. Uh, yeah, before I bring it to the show, so uh, I am a very proud owner of the digital album. Uh, it is it is really really good. Um, so yeah, that is my song today. Uh, I I feel like we've we've kind of run. Uh, a, a little bit long on this one, just because yeah, talked about a lot of stuff. Um, let's uh, let's take a little break and see if we can't finish out strong. Yeah, let's finish it out. I'm I'm fucking I'm excited. Let's go. One, two, three. Let's go. We are. Back. And we're back indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Do you ever think about how uh, uh, a 
a good significant chunk of the runtime of every episode is me just repeating a phrase melodically a bunch. <laughs> oh, no, Jupiter. I never think about that. <laughs> Look, I'm sure as the uh, as the as the the new editor of Art Ghost, you think about these things a lot because I, I used to love a challenge, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I always present you with one every single episode. I give you a challenge, and you eat that shit up, don't That's you? Right. That's right. <laughs> Another good uh, chunk of the runtime is is me bullying you, my yeah. good friend Joe. I deserve it though, so it's fine. <laughs> you you deserve Here's the thing, and this is how I am with all of my friends. I will bully them, but if anyone ever says anything bad about them, I will cut them. Yeah. Very very uh solidified big sister energy. <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> um, Jupiter. Yeah? Can you tell me about a little something something you got uh, cooking cooking in the background over there? Yeah, sure, sure. Smells delicious. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Get a whiff of this delicious uh, soup that I am cooking up as, <laughs> I, as, as the bit has been thrown upon me. I want to tell you a little bit uh, uh, about... My own personal Twitch channel, I have been streaming uh, fairly actively for the uh, last mm, couple of months here, and uh, I have just been having so much goddamn fun. I might know that I was streaming for a while, for, you know, like a year, maybe something like that. Uh, and then I pretty abruptly quit, but that was then and this is now. I am medicated and powerful, and <laughs> I am so fucking excited about streaming again. And I've been having a lot of fun. Everyone in chat's been having a lot of fun. I rebooted completely, and I've been playing some fucking fun shit. I recently uh, finished playing uh all of the uh, of the first Sonic Adventure game which is the first Sonic game I've ever played. Oh wow. Yeah, right. Uh and uh I fucking loved it. I absolutely adore that game. Uh and uh I I have a lot of fun with uh putting together uh very intricate and, and fun art to go with the streams and fucking around being cringe and just having a good time. I am planning on playing through the Mega Man games soon. I've been doing a lot of like revisiting older games because uh, that's just the fucking vibe right now. So head on over to twitch.tv slash Jupiter Morningstar don't worry about any past rebrands I have done. This is the brand that I am staying with. Jupiter Morningstar on Twitch. Uh, and uh, you can also find my fucking YouTube VODs uh, through there. Uh, check out my streams. Follow me. 
d- d- subscribe. Get my cool emotes that Ross like Gerson Like and made. subscribe. Like and subscribe. Exactly. You get it. I want to tell you funky little listeners about something else that you should like and subscribe to, which is at MushroomPods on Twitter.com. Yeah. Twitter is dying. But while it does that, it would be great if you could come over and say hello uh, and give us a, a follow. And um, you'll you'll get all kinds of updates, uh, like whenever any episodes go live, as well as other larger station-wide news, um, as well as whatever weird little musings one of us might have. Yeah. Um, so go over, if you, if you are on Twitter, add us to your follower, following list and if you're not on twitter don't do it it's it's fine we'll live without it that's okay yeah uh yeah if you're already stuck on the hell site you know where to find us if you're not that's for the God best love you. honestly you are, yeah you're doing great you. you're doing great sweetie <laughs> don't worry about it all right uh, let's let's let's, let's fucking let's fucking get the fuck back into it shall we i am so excited for what the wheel is gonna bring you yeah, um, it's mad at me still or for what you did, but <laughs> we're going to find out. Look, um, look. I'm listening. I said to look. I didn't say listen. I'm looking. <laughs> <laughs> What's your fucking song? <laughs> the song has been spun. The song is called The Green Twins, and it is by Nick Hakim. Interesting. Um, and All right. I do not know what this song is. I think it was one of the chill songs that came up on one of my Discover Weeklies, or perhaps in Deezer's flow mode, which uh, <laughs> is very good sometimes. Um, uh-huh. But I, I pressed the like button on it, so I assume that means I probably think it's all right. So let's let's find out. Let's find let's out what a, you let's think. Let's give it a little. Let's give it a little listen, shall we? I would be very inclined to do so. Love the art. That's a good start. The art is very good. That yeah. that is very nice. And I, just a little eyeball, just a little eyeball looking at itself. What is, what does that symbolize? Maybe we'll find what out. What does it the, symbolize? What does it symbolize? Symbol eyes. Oh shit. I'm going to play the song now. Jupiter, you know, very occasionally, a song brought to this show will hit me so immediately hard that midway through listening, I go and save it to my own uh, account, and I have done that because wow, I loved this song. Really, I was not expecting that. I didn't think you were gonna like it. Oh, I'm curious why. Just because it's kind of chill and slow and vibey and like 
I like this song. I did hit the like button on it, and I don't really remember listening to it the first time, or maybe the second or third times, but it's like, it sounds so samey, I think, to a lot of other music that I've heard. Like, I don't know who Nick Hakim is. I don't know, like, what this album is. I don't know anything about it. It doesn't strike me as, like special right off the bat so i'm i'm i i I liked it but it it didn't like i i'm curious to see where that response came from in you fair enough fair enough i i i don't know i mean like this this song is really it is it's very it's very vibey it's very um jazzy in a very like slow way yeah um lo-fi almost yeah a little lo-fi little um little little just i don't know Easy breezy cover girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't know. Like this song does a couple of really important things right to me. Okay. Uh, what it does right is a the groove is really easy to bob to. Yeah. The second thing is that the way the lyrics are vocalized blends well with the production. And interestingly stands out on its own. Like the, the way that the vocals are delivered is very, um, like not a hundred percent unique by any stretch of the imagination, but just very well polished. Yeah. And, uh, very like interesting and fun, uh, and engaging, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And the, uh, uh, the other thing that I think it does very well is that, uh, because uh, you're right, it is a little bit samey for sure, but in sort of the way that like this genre of music kind of is a lot of the time, uh, because of how groove forward it is, mm-hmm. what it really does is, even though I wouldn't say that the song ever goes like hard, what it does do is really shake up the production at key moments. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I was going to talk about, too. Yeah, which I think is really, really good. And that, at least to my ear, I might be wrong, but the first time that it does, like, a big shakeup and the second time that it does a big shakeup are different. I'm not 100% Uh, sure if I'm right, though. I'll tell you what I noticed and what I remembered, at least. Please. On this one, listen... The song starts with, before any music, really, there's, uh, like, a pained, ethereal, ghostly moan. Mm. Um, and this, ha- like, that's the first thing that you hear, is just kind of pain. Um, it's almost singing, but it's it's just this little sound effect, and then it cuts out to complete silence, and then the song starts. Yeah. And then, after, like, the first verse and chorus, we get that little pained moan again, and it completely cuts out the music again, and it, like, makes you, like, whoa, 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 I know you're grooving, but, like, feel this pain for a second. Okay, now yeah. we can get back to the groove. Yeah. And then what I think kind of elevated the song a little bit for me on top of that was basically this this song is about three and a half minutes long, and you cut that up. You got, like, uh, chorus, ver- or verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and then after that second chorus, 
it does like the same song structure again, but the, the vocals go away. But there's this breakdown. Like the music picks up yeah. a lot. Like there's there's more drums. There's more there's more instrumentation. Like it's just a little bit more intense. Not intense by any stretch of the imagination, but it's like they replace the voice with a new voice, which is with just some added layers of instrumentation. Yeah. Um, and it keeps it fresh, like con- despite the fact that it is just kind of a slow, steady groove throughout the song, it keeps it interesting throughout the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, I, I think you're 100% right that it does do a really good job of, of I don't know, keeping relevant to your ears, I guess. Yeah. Of of just like, I don't know, it. I think the song is doing a really good balancing act. Yeah. I, I think that it's like, it is... It, it allows itself to be a chill, groove background song, but not to be completely put in the background, not to be completely yeah. forgotten and ignored. Yeah, um, But it also doesn't, like, demand your attention either. I don't know. It is... It's very... It's very much, like... Uh, I think I think exactly what I would want out of a song like this. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Like, like I don't know. Like, I, I, I this song is making me... Uh, interested to uh listen to more from nick hakim yeah and i i don't know i'm very excited like i really do enjoy like that sort of like soul funk sort of vibe Mm -hmm. um uh, uh this this song is like it's almost so mellow that it's kind of hard to put into a genre but i guess all genres are kind of bullshit anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, this like, like whatever Nick Hakim is doing here, it is like, like, and I almost, you know, don't want to make the comparison, not because it's a bad comparison, but because I think it's slightly uncharitable a little bit on Nick Hakim, uh, in that. It's reminding me of Thundercat, who I think is probably a better musician. <laughs> <laughs> uh but it's the same sort of shit that thundercat is doing and my god thundercat fucking owns and again it sort of feels uncharitable on nick hakim to compare him to <laughs> one of the best musicians that i know <laughs> but like at the very least nick hakim is doing the, the he, he's doing the same kind of shit that makes me want to dive in deeper more because I don't know. I really like soul music and I think it's, you know, maybe a little bit like R and B soul, like is a little bit like of a, a, of a genre that I feel like a lot of people would not attribute to me, yeah, but that I really, really enjoy when it's done right, which, you know, is, is maybe more often than I, uh, uh, allow myself to be exposed to, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm pretty selective with my with my soul musicians, and uh, I don't know. Nick Hakim is hitting for me right at this moment. Very good. Okay. Cool. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad that I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, as, thank you for this gift, though we may not have deserved it. Oh, great wheel. Um, <laughs> thank you, listener, for joining us here. Mm-hmm. In the artificial ghost radio, you're in the radio with us. I know it's a weird way to do a program, but that's how we're doing it. Sure, sure. Um, I... And thanks one <laughs> last time to Sunglasses Frog for yes. uh, giving us our theme, which was alien music. 
Yeah, thank you so much to Sunglasses Frog and uh, and and fucking hey, go go suggest us some themes. I think that would yeah. be sick. Yeah, we go haven't su- gotten any new ones in a little bit, so if you could, uh, we'd appreciate it. Yeah, especially since we're doing these these patron themes every episode now. Uh, mm-hmm. I would I would love to see some more thrown in there. If you are a patron to Mushroom Station, go to our Discord, which you can access from the website. Go to the Patreon Lounge section, and, and there, there's a channel called Arcos Theme Ideas. Mm-hmm. Click that channel and type to your heart's content anything that you would like to hear on the show. Yeah, I also want to point out that on Patreon, you do need to uh, link your Discord account to Patreon right. to be automatically made the uh, the given the patron role. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, if if you don't want to do that, like just message us and we'll figure it out. You yeah. know, but but yeah. Anyway, um, give us some more themes. We still got a fucking good chunk of themes but i always want to see more so uh uh do not be shy that said joe yes i have a theme for you for okay. next episode in fact and this is a so- uh, this is a theme that i have been sort of like holding on to for a little bit and i have really wanted to i've really wanted to get to it this is a theme by Alexander Mercury in the Discord. Songs you'd put on the soundtrack of your co-host's life. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. No, this is, like, I'm not giving us an easy one. Uh, because it's not just... We've been picking easy ones and having yeah. a hard time with it. Or at least I have been. <laughs> I don't know. But we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, because it's not just songs that the other co-host would like. No. It's specifically trying to intuit something about their life that could yeah. be turned it, into a song. And I think... It, it really... Whether or not you like the song is not the question. The question uh-huh. is, what does the audience hear when they're watching you move through life exactly (laughs) that's that's what i have to figure out yes and i've also got to look i don't have a an idea yet no me neither so uh uh thank you alexander mercury for the uh real zinger of this of this thing truly a puzzle truly a puzzle i'm very excited to solve it uh and i hope that by next episode joe you will agree that my pick is perfect for you. Yeah, I'm sure I will. Or maybe not. Who or may- fully maybe <laughs> not. Like, who the fuck knows? We'll, we'll find out. It really doesn't matter, though, what mm-hmm. I think of your pick of me, because you would have a more <laughs> objective knowledge. <laughs> uh, arguably, I think Amy would have the best objective That's knowledge. That's true. You may need to consult with them. I may need to <laughs> consult with them. Uh, but... That said, that said, uh, thank you so much for listening to Artificial Ghost Radio. What are you talking about, Jupiter? I'm hosting it with you. I'm not listening. Then who the fuck am I talking to? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've got to go. I've got to go call my sister. I've got to go call my sister. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. Hello. Hello. I need to be picked up. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>